Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 505th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Florida to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. And he will be telling us all about being in Arizona last week for all the Super Bowl week festivities. But it's Super Bowl Monday and time to analyze last night's game which, of course, is my highlight of the week, which was a Super Bowl for the ages out in Arizona, featuring offensive fireworks from both teams throughout the game with MVP Patrick Mahomes outdueling Jalen Hurts and leading the Chiefs from a 10-point halftime deficit to a last-second 38-35 victory over the Eagles. Uh, Mahomes and the Chiefs basically took over the second half after... uh, being down 10 and put together three touchdowns uh, to take the lead. And the Eagles, to their credit, came back and tied it, including with the two-point conversion when they were down eight. And uh, so just a terrific game. Lots of big plays. Uh, Devontae Smith came up big for the Eagles. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster come up big for the Chiefs. Uh Big plays included Jalen Hurts, who played just a terrific game. Uh, There can be no further doubt about what a great, great quarterback he is. He dueled uh, Patrick Mahomes pretty much uh, point for point. Uh, Just fell a little short, but his fumble uh, was a decisive play in the game, as was Kadarius uh, Tony's spectacular 65-yard punt return, uh, really kind of turned the tide, it felt, although the tide was turning pretty much uh, from the beginning of the third quarter on after the Eagles really were in control of the game in the first half. Uh, So just, again, a really fun, fun Super Bowl to watch. I, of course, watched it down here in Florida, at uh, the legendary sports bar, Ferg's, which was absolutely packed. It's a uh, season-long Eagles watch bar, so uh, well over a 1,000 people there. Needless to say, it's a two-block, two-square-block area with no walls, uh, just roofs. It's Florida, after all, (laughs) and uh, 
And so was, the electricity was just uh, spectacular. Uh, Eagle fans dominated again. Uh, they have reserved rooms throughout the season every Sunday for games. And uh, so anybody who's an Eagles fan knew where to go, but there was plenty of Chiefs fans there as well and just uh, countless NFL fans. So it, it was quite the event. And uh, really just a perfect place to watch the Super Bowl. I've watched uh, the last three. Uh, my first one was when the Bucks won uh, down here in the Tampa Bay area. So you can only imagine uh, how good that was uh, in Brady's first year down here. Um, but back to the game. Uh, my low light of the week was the fact that this riveting game uh, ended with the Chiefs milking the clock for the last two minutes after the holding call on third and eight uh, against the Eagles defensive back, James Bradbury. Uh, it was just, you know, unfortunate uh, that a game that was so exciting throughout with so many big plays ended up basically, you know, where literally the Chiefs, uh, you know, running back uh, slid down at the one to continue to milk the clock and set up a Harrison Butker game-winning field goal with, I think, eight seconds left. And that was pretty much all she wrote. Uh, the Chiefs field position there, the third and eight was from around the 25-yard line. That was set up by a 26-yard run out of the pocket by Patrick Mahomes, who, as you, as we all saw, uh, late in the first half, looked like he hurt his ankle. And to say everybody, all Chiefs fans were holding their breath and just fans who wanted to see, you know, a great game and both teams with the stars out playing. Uh, you know, it really looked ominous. Mahomes was in obvious pain. And, you know, with the high ankle sprain that happened three weeks ago and everybody thought, oh, boy. Um, but he stormed back, to put it mildly. And, uh, again, he really he ran when he had to at the, at the key moment of the game. No different than the AFC championship win against the Bengals uh, with the uh, out-of-bounds play where the penalty was called, setting up that field goal. Um, but there's no denying that Patrick Mahomes is truly special. He won the MVP of the Super Bowl for the second time. He, of course, a few days earlier at the NFL Honors had won the league MVP. So what he's doing is pretty much ahead of what every other quarterback in NFL history has done at such a young age. Five straight AFC championship games. That's just simply undeniable. Uh you know, five years, five straight AFC championship games, three Super Bowls, two Super Bowl victories. That's uh, quite quite the calling card. And he again, he's ahead of everybody's pace at that young age, 27 years old, I think he is. Uh, that includes Tom Brady and Joe Montana. Well ahead of pretty much everybody's pace. So if he keeps this up, uh, Brady's records could someday be threatened. Uh, I know Brady just retired. So it almost feels like heresy to be even talking about someone approaching his seven Super Bowl victories um, in 10 Super Bowl appearances. But, uh, you know, 
That's what everybody's thinking. It's obvious that he, again, with his fast start to his career uh, and his just truly unique style of playing quarterback, the creativity, the legs, all of it, uh, the arm, needless to say, and the various ways that he can get the ball to his receivers. Uh, We've just never seen anything quite like it. So he deserves, uh, you know, all the applause you could possibly give him, and uh, it's going to be really interesting to watch his uh, career unfold. Uh, when you win two, as Travis Kelsey was saying post game, uh, it's a different game. It's like you know, it's not a one off that you won one or whatever. When you win two, it solidifies your place in NFL history. Period. That simple. That includes Andy Reid, Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and many others who have been with the Chiefs. Um, but the big thing about the way the game ended in those last two minutes of the Chiefs milking the clock, which is, of course, what any team would do, given that circumstance. They had a first down at the 20 or whatever. And uh, But everybody was just, you know, dying for a last-minute game. I mean, the Chiefs were already in field goal range, so they probably would have kicked the field goal, and then it would have been Jalen Hurts' time with, you know, a minute and a half or perhaps more to go. Um, closer to two minutes and just see what he could do given the game he had had. Let's not forget, as I mentioned earlier, he had taken the team right down the field, uh, when they were down eight to score a touchdown and a two point conversion, both, uh, with him running the ball. So tremendous runner. He had three TDs, uh, himself through for one, um, and, so he just had, you know, uh, just a tremendous game. He, again, dueled uh, Mahomes pretty much head-to-head. Uh, so everybody was just hoping for what we hope for in every NFL game, I think, at the end, is, you know, a team gets the ball, losing, and just see what the quarterback can do in that circumstance. And when you take it to the Super Bowl, it's as exciting as it can get in really much, really all of sports. So I just feel that it was, uh, that's what everybody was really anticipating, the way it was setting up and, uh, and didn't happen, but still a great game. Um, so now we move into my bizarre story of the week, which is the NBA trade deadline, switching sports. And uh, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant were traded to the Mavs and the Suns, respectively, last week from the Brooklyn Nets, who uh, tried the grand experiment. It certainly did not work. Kyrie Irving uh, requesting a trade, uh, you know, set the tone and... uh, and then uh, Kevin Durant quickly followed. Uh, so Phoenix was just the place to be in every way this week uh, with, you know, the waste management open, Kevin Durant coming to the Suns, of course, the Super Bowl being there. Uh, what a week to be in Phoenix. So uh, it was just, uh, again, back to, you know, the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, from a Celtics point of view, and I've, been lived in Boston for decades. Uh, you know, it's a good thing. The, the Nets are no longer a threat in the East, P- 
period. <laughs> um, there's no other way to say it. Let's not forget James Harden shot his way out of town a few uh, years or so ago. And uh, so, yeah, the big three that never was is all you can say. In the end, they won one playoff series. And the uh, two stars, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, are now out west. Celtics don't need to worry about the Nets anymore and those and those two. <laughs> and, uh, you, you know, at least to get to the finals. So, yeah, it's uh, they do have to worry about uh, James Harden, Sixers with Joel Embiid, that's for sure. Um, so, yeah, just a fascinating week. And also, uh, you know, all the love to LeBron James became the NBA's leading scorer ever, passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, great theater last week. I was watching live, stayed up late for that one. You could just sense it was going to be uh, that night. And, uh, and it was, and I think he got it before the end of the third quarter and, uh, just well-deserved, you know, LeBron, uh, has lived up to all the expectations and no athlete ever has been, uh, more hyped, uh, you know, in high school, uh, and delivered in every way possible. Um, the chosen one and, uh, and congratulations to LeBron. So now let's take our break, and next up is our call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well, and he'll be telling us all about his uh, week out in Arizona. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania, and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance of success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on voiceamerica.com. As humans, we suffer when we believe we are not good enough. We are taught we must be better, look better, try harder, and achieve more. We cope with the stress and disappointment of life in ways that make us feel worse and keep us stuck in a cycle of unworthiness. We don't have to live this way. You don't have to live this way. Kirsten and her guests will share how self-acceptance and unconditional self-love can help you break this cycle and find freedom. Listen to Giraffe Tango Octopus, Freedom for Humans with Kirsten Johansson, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is one 866 472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great, John. Thank you for having me on the show. Our pleasure, as always. And uh, you've been out in Arizona all week. And we're all dying to hear all about it. It uh, just sounds like it must have been a great time for you. Yeah, it was, John. I think the Super Bowl, they give great access to the players and all the coaches uh, at various days during the week of the Super Bowl. So we had a chance to sit down and visit with some of the players. And uh, you just have to monitor your time uh, because it's limited each day, of course, but I think it's a worthwhile event for any media member that is able to um, receive the media credentials. Oh, no doubt about it, AP. I've covered many. You and I have been to some together, and there's just nothing quite like Super Bowl week. And uh, and you got to see some old friends, namely uh, one of the stars of the show, Jalen Hurts, former Alabama quarterback who you covered for years. Uh, who is now just unequivocally, after last night's performance, uh, solidified himself as one of the top quarterbacks in all of the NFL, for sure. Yeah, John, it was a big stage, and he played very, very well, over 300 yards passing. He was, he was very accurate uh, last night. He had 70 yards rushing, three touchdowns on the ground. I think that tied, that tied a record, and I think it's the most Correct. rushing yards by a quarterback. And, um he had the one turnover, which led to a touchdown, the fumble, and the uh, uh, linebacker ran it in for a touchdown. But overall, right. I mean, I think he did enough for his team to win. No doubt about it. He delivered in every way possible uh, and, again, has shown himself to be, you know, the creme de la creme. He was a uh, runner-up for the, uh, you know, MVP vote for the year and uh and just had a fabulous season and you know has has just there can be no more doubters after last night that's for sure um and he's just fun to watch he's electrifying in his ground game when he took him down when they were down eight points and took him down for the touchdown and then ran in for the two-point conversion that was just you know as clutch as it gets so He's fun to watch. He's great, and he's he's the, the very personification of leadership. Yeah, I think so, John. It was a, a fa- fabulous year for him uh, to be in contention for the Most Valuable Player Award uh, yep. for the NFL. 
And I think he ended up with the last bunch of games with a 16 and two or 17 and two, something like that. So I think the people in Philly will be happy with him as long as they give him the supporting cast, which he has right now with the yes. two receivers and uh, running backs in the, in the offensive line. We know that's critical with that offensive line, giving your quarterback time to throw and uh, sure the receivers, the open, opening, uh, uh, you know, opening receivers. So uh, I think Jalen could be in the playoffs every year. And when you get to the playoffs, John, anything can happen. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Uh, you just got to get to the tournament and let it unfold from there. And so it sounds like uh, you were telling me during the break that uh, you uh, encountered Jalen at one of the press conferences, I take it? Yes, yes, I did. And so before I can really ask my question, he recognized me and called me out, which is uh, you know, a nice gesture on his part. Yes, he's a class act, and uh, again, you covered his entire career at Alabama. Uh, nobody, nobody knows him better than you, and uh, you know how his career unfolded there. Uh, and again, yeah, so nice that he called you out. Uh, that's awesome. And I'm guessing you also uh, attended all kinds of other, you know, media opportunities as well as uh, all the other events that are available during a typical Super Bowl week. Yeah, John, we did. We, you know, and I had a chance to visit with, of course, Devontae Smith from Alabama and right. interviewed him. And I, I just spoke to Landon Dickerson uh, some and Josh Job I interviewed as well. And then there's two coaches on the staff that I, I know, uh, uh, John, is uh, Jeff Stoutman, the offensive line coach. He was at Alabama. And then Joe Penunzio, the assistant to the special teams. And so I know both of those uh, gentlemen as well. So there's a lot of people on that Philadelphia team that I had, our paths had crossed over the years. Correct, correct. And, uh, yeah, I mean, your coverage of Alabama through the years, uh, you know, and the success that they've had, of course, uh, no surprise they've ended up in the NFL. And Devontae Smith had a great game last night, a couple huge catches. He did. And well, that, that was really nice to see, you know, he is, uh, yeah, he's electrifying, no doubt about it. Yeah, he is Devante. He's a, a game breaker and he always plays well in the, in the big moments. And he had a hundred yards, uh, receiving and then Brown from Ole Miss, he had 96, I think. So the receivers, uh, you know, had the football and a chance to make the plays and they did. Right. Uh, and like I said, it was plenty of offense for Philadelphia to win that game. Uh, you know, the defense, uh, there were some letdowns, especially near the goal line, John. Those plays that were designed uh, in the red zone, Philadelphia's defense was clueless. And if people were wide open, nobody even got, in other words, nobody, nobody <clears throat> even guarded the receiver on a couple of touchdowns. Those short, short yardage plays were the pass. Oh, correct. They were, you know, they broke them down last night on, uh, you know, in the post game, and yes, they were both. The, it felt like they looked like the exact same play, you know, from a layman's perspective. Uh, I'm sure they weren't, right. but they were both, you know, receivers going in motion toward the quarterback, and then the minute the snap uh, occurred, they just 
you know, turned around and headed, headed toward the sideline and both were just wide open. Uh, and yeah, so again, great play calling by Andy Reed and oh, the yeah. chiefs, Eric, the enemy. And they, again, they could not have been more wide open and, uh, just easy throws, especially for Patrick Mahomes. And yeah, kind of crazy that the Eagles, who had 60, 70 sacks at or near a record for the season, they didn't get one last night. And that's just like yes. incredible when you think about yes. it. No yes, one would have seen phenomenal. that. Go. No one would have taken that prop no. bet, put it that way. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was phenomenal. And, um, I guess the Kansas City had a couple sacks, John, in Correct. the game. And exactly uh, like I said, right. 70 and 55, and the 70 had zero, and the 55 had two, uh, of course. Uh, so that was uh, something to behold. And I, I think that penalty at the end of the game, John, I'm kind of teetering on should I have made that call. I mean, he, yeah, he definitely grabbed the jersey, but he didn't tug on it. And I'm thinking I, I would have kept that play in my pocket. Yeah, and I talked about it in the first segment. You, you know, there's no question there was a hold. I mean, James Bradbury, the defensive back, admitted it after the game. He literally said, I grabbed his jersey. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah. But, you know, uh, what I was saying in the first segment, AP, was just simply, you know, after the game, such an exciting game to have the last two minutes end up and I was saying this in real time as it was unfolding uh the moment the call was made I just said oh no now we're the last two minutes are going to be milking the clock even where they're running back yeah. fell at the one you know stopped himself yeah. at the one yard line so he wouldn't score I mean right. what we all wanted right. to see of course it was a third and eight when the call was made from around the Chiefs red around the yeah. 25 so they would have kicked the field goal and Jalen Hurts would have got the ball with you know in the Eagles offense with a little less than two minutes to go. And that's what everybody dreams of, especially in any football game, let alone the Super Bowl. And then everybody would have uh, watched with bated breath to see if Jalen Hurts could pull it off. Just that simple. Or if the Chiefs defense was going to stop him. I mean, that's the very essence. (laughs) That's what everybody wants at the end of every single football game. And, uh, And so, again, I'm not here to question the call or the officials none of it you know again James right. Bradbury the defensive back admitted he held him so that you can't question it if right. he can't question if he's not questioning it it's just should the call right. it, there's holding on every play we know that we all know that yeah, Tuggy, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking oh. yeah if you grab the jersey you didn't stop him I mean there was if somebody has a hold of your jersey and you're a football player you're still able to run down the field and make that catch and the ball was over his head and I'm thinking correct it didn't. It didn't stop him from making the play. Yeah, did he grab the jersey? Okay, fine. Yeah, but he didn't tug on it and hold him that he couldn't make a play. Correct. Correct. Uh, so yeah, it, the, it was just unfortunate. What else can you say for yeah. a game like yeah. that to go up and down for fifty-eight minutes and then to have the final two minutes be kneel down is in effect um, to just let the yeah. clock run yeah. because Philly yeah. had no timeouts oh, yeah. is. It's unfortunate. You know, yeah, John, you know, if you think about it, John, I'm just thinking about it in my head right now. I didn't think about it last night. But if you think about it, what the way the Kansas City players stopped before the goal line, he was thinking. 
Okay. Correct. We need to hold on to the football and let the time elapse. The defensive player, if you think about it, John, he should have never held and let, let him score the touchdown because he knows if he holds and they call him, the game is over. Right. That's a good point. I mean, really, if you think about it, the defensive player was not thinking the offensive player, the running back was for Kansas City to come up with that play where he stopped before the goal line because once you you held okay fine you stopped the touchdown but you ended the game for your team correct so if i'm a so if i'm a coach the next time john and i'm in this instance i'm sending in uh, instructions exactly not hold anybody let them score the touchdown give us a chance to win because it's third down if you hold, we have no timeouts. The game is over. Right. I think. That, I think. I think. Reviewing that, I think there's a. I think there's a huge lesson for for many coaches, in on that one play. In in the future. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, no, it, it, basically, the running back did what a quarterback does. He slid, um, and that was that. Right. He, he, you know, so. Right. He made the right play. He made the right play. And then the defensive back, I mean, what, what was the point to hold him? You, you ended the game for your team. There was right. nothing you could have done. You, you, you essentially said, okay, we're giving them the game, we're, and we're giving them the short field goal because they're not going to fumble the ball. I mean, the chances of them fumbling the ball to just uh, take an, an, a knee to position themselves for the field goal the chances right. of that happening is, I don't know, what would it be? It's got to be 90-something percent, 90, I don't know, above 98 percent or something like that. Oh, definitely. Oh, absolutely. Be some, chip shot. So, so really, I think you're thinking to yourself, coaches are always, I mean, hours and hours and hours in the film room. But did they think about that situation? And Philadelphia is known for coaching situations. Did they think about that situation? Right, situational football, as we well know. Uh, I mean, if you, yeah, if, if you're, you're talking situational football, my goodness, that was the ultimate situation right there. There's nothing we could do on third down. Okay, if we knock the ball down, great. They, they kick the field goal. If we hold or do anything, any type of penalty to give them the first down, it's over. So don't, don't hold, don't interfere, uh, none of those type of things. Now, the interference part, you're thinking, okay, that could be a, a play job where let's say the ball's in the air and you're thinking you might have a chance to make an interception or a play on it. That's one thing. I mean, even then you shouldn't do it. But let's remember, third down, no holding, no interference. Let them have the touchdown. We, we need the time. Because mm-hmm. you, you yeah. knew the play was going above and beyond, and if he caught it, he was going into the end zone. I mean, you – I think as a defensive back, you've been in practicing games and you can anticipate this ball is going over my head. If he catches it, it's for a touchdown. I, I mean, there's no way I can tackle him. Because right. the ball's going to land in the end zone. So, you know, in other words, he wouldn't have gotten the first down on the, let's say, five. Correct. You know, I I'm able to tackle, but it wouldn't have mattered anyway because it would have been, I don't know if it was a close down. They, they had to get, I think, inside the inside the five for first down, I believe. Isn't that right? I believe so. It was third and eight, I think. 
something like that. It was third and eight. But I would, I would say I would have all those coaches review that and say, all right, this happens to us. We've got to instruct our defensive players to let the play happen. Do not grab them because the game is over for us. Exactly. Yes, that's a very good point, AP. Uh, and AP, we've come to the end of our first segment together, uh, but we still have a lot more to get to on the other side, so don't go anywhere. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is one 1- 866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. So, A.P., we were talking, of course, about the Super Bowl last night and the week in Arizona. Uh, you're out there, and AP must have been just a, a, an unbelievable week. I mean, the Super Bowl uh, week is a, a week like no other, but there was also, you know, the Waste Management Golf Open, the most boisterous event in all of golf and party event, fun event, whatever you want to say, very unique. And then, of course, to top it all off, Kevin Durant gets traded uh, in the early morning hours, Uh last week to the Phoenix Sun. So AP, it must the electricity out in the valley must have been spectacular. Yeah, it was. It was it was quite the uh, event to be here, John, with the Super Bowl and the golf tournaments and all the uh parties and all the uh press conferences and all the different uh, experiences for Super Bowl week downtown Phoenix and surrounding areas. So it it was one it, it, I was 
going from one venue to the next every day. I'm sure you were, no doubt about it. Uh, yeah, and I mean, uh, the epicenter was really, you know, in many ways, Old Town Scottsdale, an area I know well. I'm guessing I know it's an area you know well. You and I have specifically spent time right. there for the college football national championship. I think the first one ever. Um, and, right. you, you know, it's, it's just a great place. So the ESPN set was right there all week. And I've been down that street that was in the background for all the ESPN shows. Uh and it's just so much fun. And then, uh, you know, the stadium out in Glendale is, uh, you know, spectacular to say the least. And then, you know, to top it off, downtown Phoenix, uh, you know, is just fabulous in and of itself. So just must have been great. Uh, I know, <clears throat> I think it was Talking Stick Arena where the Suns play, where they held the uh, opening night last Tuesday. It used to be called Media Night, but now it's opening night. Um, yeah. And just on and on and on. Um, it just yeah, must have been terrific. To go, to go to opening night and visit with the coaches and players. And okay. I enjoyed that. That's like, that's like a circus, John. A lot of people there. A lot yes, of media people. must be thousand or so. I don't know the number, but there's a lot of people on that floor. Oh, no doubt about it. It is just incredible. Um, and how about Radio Row? Did you find your way over to Radio Row? Yeah, John. Uh, almost every day I went there. And I think it must have been upwards of 100 radio stations. With at the, You know, they have the six-foot table in the, in the chairs. It must have been, I'm thinking, of upwards of 100. Wow. Yes. It's, uh, <clears throat> yeah, nothing like it. You know, we've literally had broadcast uh, tables set up there and, uh, voice America at previous Super Bowls, And, uh, and yeah, there's just nothing like it. Uh, I mean, to me, the day is always about Friday. Like the stars really turn out. It's great all week. Don't get me wrong. But on Friday, it's just uh, absolutely electric because everybody's in town. Uh, former athletes, what have you, celebrities, you name it. And they basically just walk around and, get picked off, so to speak, by uh, various radio stations right. as they walk by. Um, right. There's really nothing quite like it. Uh, I assume it was the same this year. Friday's the big day, right? Yeah, a lot of people, John, there on Thursday and Friday. And, um, of course, the golf people came in for the program, I guess, Wednesday. So mm. all types of personalities and celebrities in town. Well, that is just... Awesome. Um, yeah. And how about the Kevin Durant uh, coming to the Phoenix Suns? Was that like, uh, I'm yeah. guessing it was the talk of the town midweek, right? Right. Oh, yeah. That, that hit the uh, headlines and people were discussing that as well. That Kevin Durant coming to Phoenix. So he said he's been, he's been quite a few places now, John. I can't even, I don't even remember the number of places. Was it Oklahoma City and uh, Golden, Golden State. State and Brooklyn and and, and, and Phoenix. Now, is that right? Exactly right, AP. It kind of snuck up on us. You know, I mean, a lot of chatter last week of how he left the Golden State Warriors, uh, you know, with two championships, uh, an MVP or two in there as well, certainly at least one, and uh, and, you know, went to Brooklyn for, you know, 
the grand but clearly now failed experiment, uh, to put it mildly. Um, and yeah, so yeah, it, again, it kind of snuck up on us that suddenly this is his fourth team. Kind of weird. Yeah, who would have thought of a superstar player like Kevin Durant who can help his team get to the playoffs and be in contention for the title every year would, would be on four different teams. Correct. That's exactly right. And uh, so, yeah, it, it is just, uh, again, crept up on all of us that, like, and you said it perfectly, like, it's a bit of a wow. But it's going to be fun. I mean, you know, I've lived in Boston for decades, so I look at it through the Celtics lens. And <laughs> the Celtics don't need to worry about uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving uh, as far as uh, them getting in the way of them getting to the NBA Finals, uh, you know, given the spectacular regular season the Celtics are having. So uh, that's now off the table, and, you know, it's shifted to the West and the Suns. I could see it, AP, a repeat of 1975, Suns versus Celtics in the NBA Finals. That would be awesome in that epic 1975 series that they played, of course, highlighted by Game 6 and the Garfield Heard shot heard around the world. Oh, yeah, it would be, uh, you know, an east-west, of course, you know, and it doesn't get too much further than those two two teams, uh, Boston and Phoenix, far apart. And it's a lot of fun to see that see that metric, yeah. I think a lot of people would like to see that. Uh, we'll see we'll see what unfolds. Uh, but AP, we've reached the end of our second segment together. Have one more to go, and we still have a few more things to get to on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Listen for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Did you know that millions of people around the world do not have children? And yet the personal and professional experiences of people without children remain largely unacknowledged across cultures and within our personal networks. Public and workplace policies, media narratives, and educational content often reflect an unconscious bias, rendering our experiences invisible. New Legacy Radio engages these missing conversations with the voices of our community and allies and through committed action for meaningful change. New Legacy Radio, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time 
on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. Before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is the Boston Celtics at the Milwaukee Bucks tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on TNT. Uh, two of the best teams in the East Along with the Sixers, it should be a great matchup. And AP, hard to believe, but it's kind of time to move to basketball and regarding basketball and college basketball and your coverage of the SEC and specifically Alabama in all sports through the years. Alabama is the number one team in the country. First time in 20 years. I just got the AP updated 20, top 25 poll 14 minutes ago. Yeah, John, that's amazing to have see Alabama at that position. Uh, wow! And they, I think, yeah, I think they have a good chance, John, to get to the Final Four. And the reason I say that is because uh, the first two rounds is one in Birmingham, so I think they'll be slated to to uh, play in, in that venue. And then that means they'll go on the road somewhere. I can't remember where the regionals are this year, but uh, you you know they have to win the next two games to get to the to the Final Four, which is in Houston. Correct. So, but Alabama, everything is in their favor. And John, if I recall this, the last team to be undefeated in the SEC, I don't know if Alabama could do that, there's still quite a few games left, was Kentucky in 96, I think. And the last time that happened was 1956. Alabama had the famous Rocket 18, coached by Johnny D uh, from University of Notre Dame. They were undefeated in the SEC 1956, the Rocket 8, and then it happened 40 years later with Rick Pitino in Kentucky. Right, right. Well, geez, AP, this is exciting. I'm, I, I, after, now that you know that, I'm guessing you can't wait to get back home to Alabama as hard as it is to leave Phoenix. Um, but that is really cool. Uh, they also, you know, and you mentioned Final Four in Houston this year. Houston is the number two team in Purdue. Pretty much the season-long number one team uh, dropped to number three. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure you're going to want to check that Alabama home schedule and maybe get over to an Alabama game while they're still number one, right? Yes, absolutely. And, and John, I, I would love to see the home team make the Final Four at Houston. Right. Oh, that would be great. No doubt about it. You know, yeah, I was here. I'd be disappointed if they don't. I'll be disappointed if they don't. Yeah, well, I was here in Tampa when, uh, you know, three years ago when Tom Brady arrived and the Bucks became the first team ever to win a uh, Super Bowl and played in their home stadium. And uh, I can't begin to tell you, you know, what a cool thing that was the entire Super Bowl week. Um, yeah. 
And so, yeah, you could have something like that going on for the final four this year. That would be pretty amazing to say the least. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It would be unbelievable. Yeah. So, yeah. So AP, what do you think? I mean, do you think, uh, Alabama has the team? I mean, they've been building their program has been building and building and building through the years and here they are. And, uh, it would be great to see that. Excuse me. Great to see them get to the final four. That would be awesome. And yeah, be, yeah, yeah, be the first time ever, John. And they have the length, the quickness, the size. Uh, in, we know they can make three-point shots. They can uh, they can bury a team if they're hot that night uh, because they, they they can play excellent defense. But it's a question of what happens when you're not making the three-pointer. Right. You know, can, can you manufacture offense uh, mm-hmm. when you're having a, a slow night from the arc? Correct, and they have, uh, and they have a great coach, right? You like the coach, Nate Oates? Yeah, Nate Oates should be. I'm, I'm sure he's considered for the coach of the year nationally. Yeah, I would say so. Yes, and he has built a nice program there, and uh, the few years that he's been there. So, yeah, it's going to be, you know, very, very exciting to watch. I mean, again, it's March Madness right around the corner. This is, you know, this is the sports calendar that, you know, by the end of the day, starting tomorrow, really, I mean, people will just start focusing in on, you know, the other sports. uh, And right at the top is, uh, you know, college basketball and March Madness, needless to say. And, uh yeah, it's it's no, it's going to be fun. Um, you know, I watched that Duke, uh, that Duke game on Saturday, and you know there was that non-call where the Duke player went up. Uh, it was Duke against Virginia, and you know he he just got like ambushed, and uh, there was no call. Yeah. New coach John Shire was just you know, couldn't get an explanation. And then most importantly, AP after the game, the ACC admitted the call was missed, which is just really unfortunate because you really got mugged, (laughs) Um, you know, on the final play, you know, with the split, it was right at the shot, right right at the game end. He clearly went up for it. The ball left his hands before, uh, you know, the shot clock. And in this case, the game ended, uh, right. 0.2 seconds, I think, was left, and he should have gone to the three throw line. Where if he made one, game over. Instead, Virginia ran away in overtime um, to win right. by I think nine points. So that was unfortunate, but it was riveting television. I got to tell you, quite the ending. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's always interesting at the end of the game. It does not matter the sport, but will official make a call? Correct. Well, you have to make a call. Well, you have to make a call, or as we said in the Super Bowl, could he have put the left the flag in his pocket? That's it. That's it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's quite the contrast when you think about it. Um, you know, where people today are questioning if he should have left it in the in his pocket in the Super Bowl, and everybody is in basically total agreement, including you know, the conference that the official in the Duke game, Virginia game on Saturday should uh, not have left it 
the flag in it, you know, the call in his pocket. So right. that's the nature of sports. That's how it works. No doubt about it. Yeah. Um, if you, if you leave the, the room, the, the margin for, uh, uh, the other team to defeat you or go ahead at some point at the end, then it, I mean, that's the risk that you take. Correct. Correct. Um, well, I will say John Shire, again, uh, the guy that succeeds the guy, as in Mike Krzyzewski, um, he handled it, you know, uh, very maturely, let's say. Um, right. And yeah. it's, uh, yeah, it, what are you going to do? There's just nothing much you can do. Uh, but wow. AP, we're down to the last uh, minute or two of the show. Uh, Jalen Hurts, back to Jalen, and he deserves for us to come back to him. AP is looking to, you know, you know, get one of the biggest paydays in NFL history and maybe in sports history, truly, right. but certainly yeah. NFL history. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah he's, you in, know. he's in position. He sure is. There's no question. He is. And, you know, right. I think it's great. You know, I, I think back to, you know, you know, they had Car- the Eagles had Carson Wentz quarterback uh, and he was having an MVP year until he hurt his knee a couple years, a few years back. And then, uh, the owner, Jeffrey Lurie basically was insistent apparently on get on drafting, uh, Jalen hurts, which then, you know, caused us a problem between he and head coach Doug Peterson, who had won the Super Bowl against the Patriots who remember a few years, a year or two earlier. So been an interesting journey, but it's going to be interesting to see, uh, how big the payday is going to be? It will set it will set a new mark, I think. Yeah, it'd be something to behold, I'm sure. No doubt about it. <clears throat> We're already on to off-season contract talk. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> well, AP, I just want to thank you uh, for calling in and telling us all about your week out in Phoenix for the Super Bowl. Really, nothing like it. Glad you got to experience it yet again. And just uh, your perspective is great. And that's why we, uh, you. you know, it's our pleasure to always have you on the show. Our honor. Hey, John, thank you so much. I always enjoy it. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you again, AP. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.